Well, welcome to the second installment of Chewing the Fat. Myself and Jimbo sit down with our best mate, Jimmy Mack. We chat a range of things, including his triathlete career, stuff going on at the home front, and a very sticky situation on an international flight. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a cold can, get those ear holes ready, and roll the gears. Welcome to another installment of Chewing the Fat, a podcast about chatting absolute nonsense over a couple of cold, cold cans. I'm your host, a two-time flag-winning poor man's graphic artist and self-proclaimed rock and roller Jacko Clark, and I'm joined by my loyal co-host and best mate, the pride of the pingers, the doll-collecting, mullet-wearing, frothy-drinking Jimbo O'Brien. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Glad to be back. Yeah, we're back for another round. Thoughts on the first episode? Ah. Uh... A lot of expectation and we met it. We met it. Yeah, I thought we've got a few positive reviews. Yeah, a couple there. I'm yeah. pretty happy with it. Yeah. And it's good to see everyone sending in a screenshot of them listening and sharing their social so it can spread. It's already taken over the northern suburb like the pandemic, so... Absolutely. It's good to see that. Um, obviously, it was our first go. On review, I was a bumbling, mumbling mess. Said a lot of words at the same time, so hopefully we can change that. Oh, it was very nerve-wracking. It was nerve-wracking. It wasn't easy to do. No, but anyway, we're here and it's a massive episode because we've got our first guest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, a little blurb on the man himself. James Paul McInerney, otherwise known as Jimmy Mac, is the definition of a man's man. <laughs> Born and raised in Melbourne's northern suburbs, Jimmy played for the Mighty Roosters and is a three-time premiership player down there at J.E. Moore Park. In recent years, Jimmy has swapped the Red Nurry for a six-foot triple fin. <laughs> when he's not hitting the lip down at Jan Jark and surrounding surf breaks, he's pumping out evaluations as a big office boy. But don't get it twisted, the man is no way a suit. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Stick with me, Jimbo, we're almost there. Boy, oh boy, does the man love a cold frothy in a late night YouTube sesh? The bloke wishes he was Callus Slater, but the only thing they have in common is their hair. He loves a, lo- he loves a shoulder shake on the D4. And goddamn, he's a two-time Iron Man. I give you Jimmy Mack. Welcome, Jimmy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and your uh, yeah, it's great to be here. <laughs> you ready to chew the fat with us? Ready to chew the fat. How have you been? You been all right? Been great. Been yeah, great. Really good. How are you um, coping with everything with the COVID? Yeah, it's different, but um, yeah, got a bit going on on the home front. So it's uh, it's been a pretty busy time like relative to what's going on so 100 yeah. percent. and you're still working of course still working yeah working from home so it's yeah. interesting and i've just heard the news came through that you're um employee <coughs> of the quarter yes hey. uh, first little a nice little award good little recognition so um yeah no i'm pretty wrapped with that but, but um hopefully a little cash coming through yeah, big, well, bonus, yeah. big bonus big bonus <laughs> well, they might cut that back i think <laughs> with how time's going at the moment so uh, yeah, no, nah, pretty good, pretty busy. Oh, that's good to hear. I was just going to say, looking around the room, three blokes, we are definitely born for radio. We do not have heads, <laughs> do not <laughs> have heads not. to be presented. I yeah. tell you that We've much. got one mullet, one follically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to go to locks out. I said, I'm not getting another haircut. The last haircut I'll be will be full clippers. Exactly. Good man. Good yeah. man. So, <laughs> so, Jimbo, what do you think when you think of the letter six or number six? Six. Oh, there's a lot of things that come to mind, um, but I'm guessing this is transitioning into something that you're going to ask me. We're going to get into our quick six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to start off, Jimbo, Jimmy, 
Jimmy Mack. Jimmy Mack. Jimmy Mack. I'm going to get this real confusing. So James O'Brien is going to be Jimbo, and James McInerney is going to be Jimmy. So Jimmy, as tradition is with the show now, after two episodes. <laughs> long-standing. <laughs> yeah, long-standing tradition. Um, beer of choice. What have you chosen? Uh, we, we, you and I have gone with the 4X. The 4X. Uh, only because they're mid-strength and it's a school night. So... <laughs> Uh, I respect that. I respect that a lot. So we'll crack those. Cheers, boys. Cheers, cheers. Put them in. Um, Cheers. Otherwise known as the mangoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can get a block of 30 for how much? I think $43 at the moment down at Liquorland, which is, is, that's good going. That's a steal, I reckon. It is a steal. We don't like to say organisations' names until the check's clear. Oh, yeah, true. We'll keep that on the So keep that blank. Yeah, we're still mangoes. Mangoes, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to get... Obviously, last week you heard about me and Jimbo's um, quick six and how get to yep. know us a bit. So we're going to get it stuck into Jimmy. Just say as well uh, before we start. Well done on the first potty. I had a listen this Thank morning you. and had a few laughs along the way. So it was yeah, it was really good. Like all we want to do is just have a general conversation, <laughs> chat a bit of nonsense over a couple of cold cold cans. No, it was good. Keep everyone happy. Yeah, which I think we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Kept us happy. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> So, Jimmy, how do we meet? All right, well, uh, I can pretty um, vividly remember when you and I met, Jackson. Um, uh, I, actually, I can't remember where it was, but I remember how the conversation went because uh, it was a Saturday afternoon down at West. Um, you, I reckon you played your first or second game in the red, white and blue. And um, I'd uh, watch the footy and I thought, geez, who's this number 11? He's, he goes all right. And... Um, Got to the end of the game. I'd probably Keep building had, me up. Probably had five or six, maybe eight cans. I don't know. I lost count. But anyway, in the rooms after the game, you've had a shower. You've come out into the club rooms and I've said to you, G'day, mate. How you going? And you said, yeah, good. And I said, you don't know me. I Sorry, I said, you don't know me, but I'm your new player sponsor. And he goes, well, I've already got a player sponsor. I said, oh, well, now you got two. That's how we met. And we haven't looked back from there. Haven't looked back. Yeah, I was a sponsor for a couple of years. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't need a sponsor this year, I don't think. You don't? No. Well, I don't think. Oh, well, mine. yeah. This, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone needs a sponsor this so, year. So, in classic Jackson fashion, uh, fashion, you uh, became your mate because you were funneling him by <laughs> But that, well, he's provided, he's provided the beers tonight, so that's... Oh, well, cash is nice king, one. is it not? <laughs> And then young James O'Brien, um, for anyone who was there, we, uh, we went to a um, music festival uh, a year or so ago and anyone who was there probably overheard me because I told the story about a hundred times that I played footy with your dad. <laughs> so, I just remember meeting you, um, uh, I remember meeting you probably when you were pretty young and then, uh, then playing twos footy at West. Well, it's this little curly-haired back pocketer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah haven't looked back. <laughs> oh, so there you go. So I'm really a couple of good, age there's there. a couple of, couple of good stories, though. Yep. Coming up on 30, aren't you? Yeah, next month. Yep, 30. Ooh, mid-life crisis or nah? I've already been through a couple of these. <laughs> <laughs> so, next question. Obviously, in the little intro, I said that you're an evaluator. Yep. Do you want to elaborate on what you do for work? Former chippy, so, uh, former Sparky, I should say. Yep. Um, um, Sparky by trade. Yeah, a few cashies there. <laughs> yeah, a couple. <laughs> and then um, a couple of years ago, moved off the tools and now I just work for a builder, um, yeah, doing estimating. And 
yeah, been there for a couple of years and enjoying it. Enjoying so, that. Yeah, Already taken home an award. Yeah, taken home an award, which was, yeah, that was very nice. And okay. um, yeah, no, it's great. I've, yeah, it's made the transition well. Sit behind the computer these days, which is a bit, lot different. Bit of a paper pusher. Yeah. That's yep. all right. Nothing wrong Keyboard with that. warrior. That's it. Um, last week, Jimbo couldn't get this right, even though I specifically <laughs> said AFL. But <laughs> <laughs> AFL club you follow, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm a McCartan Blues supporter. Oh, the Navy um, Blues. She is a one-eyed Carlton supporter yeah. and was singing We Are the Navy Blues to me when I came out of my mum's womb. So, life so that would have been a sight. Long <laughs> arm blues supporter. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, on to the next one. Favourite pub feed? Well, yeah, in the last few years, I've gone a bit vego, but I still am privy to a palmer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, do, I do recall at that one <clears throat> music festival, New Year's Eve on the Hill, mm-hmm. it was a ripping time. Um you were unwell, a little bit unwell on, in the middle of the mosh pit and one of our good mates, Heath, was whacking into a cheeseburger and you were probably about 18 months full vegetarian Yep. and Heath didn't know that, but he said, do you want to buy my burger? And you were like, oh yeah, give me that, oh yeah, give me that. Yeah, I was hungry. Like, and then Kate Sleeman's just started knocking, saying, James, you can't be eating that. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't deny that. <laughs> Might tell a few more stories about that festival because that was oh, good fun. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you were in the doghouse for a little bit after that. <laughs> yeah, we had a, it was a big couple of days, but um, <laughs> I must definitely really want to go into about it. <laughs> I did hear it was a quiet trip home. Yeah, it was a quiet trip home. But it, geez, it was a good couple of days, though. And I knew, I knew it was quiet because he was texting and calling me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> not not, not talking to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Three people to sit down and have a froth with. Who are you going? All right. Tough question. Very <clears throat> tough, tough question. I was yeah. thinking about... Um, Don't think After hard, listening though. to the first ep, I was thinking about this. and um, The first one would have to be Kelly Slater, the GOAT. Yeah. He, is the, he is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Maybe of all sport. Who knows? 11-time world champion. So That's a good point. Um, Bit ambitious to bring that up after we've been talking about the last dance. <laughs> 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 with the... the- Goat of all well, sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Kelly Slater, um, Ella, my um, partner, she loves Queen. So if I could bring someone back from the dead, probably Freddie Mercury. And must I say, uh, you do a pretty good Freddie <laughs> Mercury impression. I've seen the get up that you got one time. It was first yeah. class. I might try and get that picture on our yeah, socials, we'll actually. Our socials. <laughs> um, then the third one, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think like, have to be like a great of the AFL. Like I reckon, oh, like Wayne Carey or someone that would be good to get. Yeah, mm. have a have a tinny with him. His hear face a few does, of his stories. His face doesn't move much these days. Yeah, well, maybe like a Mick Malloy. <laughs> Mick Malloy. Malloy would be oh, funny. That would be a great. One. It'd be a funny afternoon, I reckon. Let's with Mick. put him down. Get him on the show. <laughs> <Get him laughs> show. show. I've heard he's a he's a huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. <laughs> so yeah, they're probably. Me three or four. And, um, <laughs> that's a good three. I back that. Yeah, that's that's solid. Better than our ones. I didn't even know who James' first bloke was, the Star Wars bloke. Fucking <laughs> <I can> legend. <laughs> and um, the final question, the deep question, yep. advice you'd give to your younger self? Uh, well, I've already, I sort of try and live by this anyway. And um, my dad told me it when I was pretty young. And um, 
he said to me, be yourself because everyone else is taken. That's a cracker. Yeah. And it took me a long while to sort of work it out, to be honest. But um, I think as I've got older, I've, I've worked that out and I try and live my life like that. So probably at a younger age, should have worked that out a bit earlier. <laughs> but um, no, it's a good one to live by. No, that's unreal. Boy, this podcast has absolutely taken off like a bomb from Tony Lockett from Outside 50. Be sure to give us a follow on the gram at Chew That Fat, where you'll be updated with all future episodes and guests. Also, make sure you take a screenshot of this episode and post it to your socials and tag us so we know you're listening. Let's get back to the pod. Jimbo, James O'Brien, we've got a new segment coming up. Do you want to tell the listeners about your... Well, I was thinking... You know, when when we're in lockdown, we're a bit bored, and one of the things I like to do is just have a shower. You know, hot shower, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to it, and listen to some tunes. I'd say what's so funny about it. We all shower. We no, all shower oh, at least and daily. Yeah, yeah to, Mate, daily. To, exactly. To be perfectly honest, there's nothing better than the shower after a freaking game of footy. Couple of. Are you alright? But in lockdown, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. just trying to shoot the shit here. Pew pew pew. <laughs> anyway, so I decided to write up a top 10 list of songs for the shower <laughs> of my choice. But if we did vote to the public, I reckon they'd be pretty similar. Get them to send in their top 10. Absolutely. We'll send. send yeah, get on 10. our socials at Chew That Fat and let us know what your top 10 is. So we'll start from number 10. This will pretty much set the tone for what we're going with. <laughs> We've got Wings by Delta Goodrum. Absolute tune. <laughs> Fucking pumps. <laughs> Number nine, Where's Your Head Out by Basement Jacks. Yeah, you rate, know that? I yeah, fucking that. tune. That's a good <laughs> Pretty much the last song you guys will like on this list. <laughs> Number eight, we've got Toxic by Britney Spears. <laughs> I can see where the theme's headed. Yeah, you can really see. Well, a lot of strong individuals. Exactly, exactly, yeah. you know, brave. <laughs> Going to number seven, Only Girl in the World, Rihanna. That's a fucking yeah. tune. Mm-hmm. That's a tune. I rate that. Absolutely. Back to back, we've got Umbrella, Umbrella by Rihanna. Oh, oh. I know. She's the only one that makes it in this list twice, so you know, prepare yourself. Dun, dun, dun. Number five, bit controversial, but I've gone Abba, Gimme, Gimme. That's yeah, a tune. Song. Used to be number one, but it's just been overdone a bit it lately. It has been lately. But you can't discredit it, okay? You mm. can't discredit it. So that's number five. Number four, Teenage Dream, Katy Perry. Absolute tune. <laughs> My first crush as a kid, Katy Perry. <laughs> Number three, Clap Your Hands by Sia. That's a tune. Absolutely. That's a tune. Absolutely. Oldie, Rate that. Oldie, bit of That's an oldie bit of goodie. Oldie bit of goodie. Yeah. Now, getting to the top two. Some may know them, some may not. Evacuate the dance floor. <laughs> Cascader. Now, that is a fucking tune. That is a good theme song for a lot of people. <clears throat> anyway. Number one. one. What are you waiting for? Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Bang! Jimbo's first top 10. First top oh, 10. No. I'll come every week. <laughs> so so Jim, Jimbo's going to do his top 10 every week. Who knows what it can be? Um, Might bring it down to top 5 if they're too hard because a lot of honourable mentions there. I'll just give two. Kylie Minogue can't get you out of my head. And also, what have you done to me, Samantha Jade? Anyway, that's my segment for today. Brilliant. And ladies and gentlemen, the laptop is shut and it's done. <laughs> So um, I guess while we're on the topic of music, as we sort of heard last week, um, Jimbo doesn't listen to music, <laughs> just uh, gets the triple M on. Well, well, by that list, I listen to some really good tunes, but <laughs> everyone's different, Jackson. Yeah, well, that's true. But 
me and Jimmy, on the other hand, have a very similar taste in music. Yep. Fair to say the least. Top five bands? Ooh. ooh Sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, I like a lot of Aussie bands. Mm. Um, I heard you say last ep, uh, ACDC, they'd have to be right up there. So mm. there's one. Uh, Powderfinger. Oh, yeah. Grinspoon. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a silver chair t-shirt. This is the first album I ever bought. For yeah. Show. That's a great story. So, um, there's four. Um, Come on, you're missing one. Yeah. And then probably the Gears. Yes. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. 100%. Um, James, do you know who they are? Yeah. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the, the intro song, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually got introduced to them by Allah's old man. Uh, he's right into it. So and we'll say Allah is your... Allah is my girlfriend. Better half. Better half. Is that um, an itchy... You got an itchy name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so... We, yeah, we've been together for about five years, which is going well, but yeah. Just to confirm, Jimmy is yet to propose to Allah, but we're trying very hard to make that happen. Hang in there, Allah. He's almost there. He um, gave me my introduction to King Gears. Do you, remember, then, do you remember what the first song was? What it was? What song it was? Uh, no, uh, just the Nonagon Infinity album. Yeah, I reckon yeah. that's... Oh, that's in, introduce you, like, showed you who they were. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, you actually met them, like, <laughs> introduce you to them. While you, while you say that, can you tell the story about the time you saw Stu walking down High Street in Thornbury? Yeah, uh, so my sister, Shannon James. Doubt me if I'm Yeah, why not? She's around the corner. And uh yeah, she was playing at the Croxton with um G Flip. Yeah. And Ella and I were um we parked across the road in the car park at the croc there and um we're about to cross the road and this couple were walking towards us and to be honest I noticed the girl first because she was quite an attractive young lady. And then <laughs> Ella tugged me, tugged me by the shirt and it's like, do you know who that is? And I'm like, no. Nah. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, even, wasn't even looking at her, bro. I don't even know who you're talking about. Like, and then she's like, and then I looked at her. <laughs> I looked at her partner and it was Stu, the lead singer of King Giz. So, yeah. and then I was probably even more shell shocked. <laughs> and then you went on to go to your sister's gig yep. and go start talking to her manager about, oh, I met Stu from King yeah. Giz and he's like, <laughs> Who's King Gizzard? Who's yeah. Stu? <laughs> he didn't, yeah, he didn't Jerry, so yeah. that sort of made my night. I must say, when we went to go to the bushfire relief gig yep. that they had at the Coxton earlier in the year when everyone was allowed to be with each other, um, he, they were selling merch yep. t-shirts and I did mumble quite a bit. Yeah. I was a bit of a mumbling mess, as they you could probably tell in the first episode. I do slur my words. But um, yeah. yeah, so sick. So those are your top five. Best, yep. Some of your favourite gigs you've been to? Well, that one with you, because yeah. he's at the Croxton Bushfire Relief Show. Three hours of just... It was pretty good. That was unreal. One of the better ones I've been to. Yeah, that was sick. I went to, when I was about probably 16 or 17, I think it was, We, uh, me and a couple of my best mates, Nick Meese and Corey Ray, went to see Powderfinger and Silverchair at Rod Laver Arena. That's a, concert. that's a good duo. Um, <clears throat> they're probably most memorable ones. We've been to see Jet. 
Yeah, that she was, was pretty I good. Was gonna mention that. That's, that was a fucked up night. Yeah, we got <coughs> we got blind that night. We were pretty pissed in the end, but we were just <coughs> we're at the pub across the road from the forum. Yeah, the forum. Yeah, the Duke of Wellington, I think. It's yeah, called. and we we're just having beers, and we we're with another one of our mates, Liam McVeigh, who's basically a man child <coughs> and can just drink beers like they're water. He was eating them, I think. Yeah, and then we bumped into these. Just yeah, you know, he's hungry from some glass sandwiches. That's what he was, <laughs> and. um we ran into those two twins. Do you remember? Those yep. two biz, those suits? Yep. They were suits. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. They were, yeah. And they were nice. So we were drinking there for a couple, but I don't think we had that too many there. And then we got to the gig just as yep. soon as that started. And then before you know it, we were walking out yeah. blind. And then we went to K-Bar. Yeah, we went to yeah, K- uh, K-Box. K-Box. Karaoke. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we paid our entry and you get a drink on entry. We got into the box. I took one sip of my beer and Liam had gone to the toilet and I said to Jimmy... I'm going home, mate. <laughs> he called it early. <laughs> called it early. It was after, it was a public holiday too. It was, yeah. It was Did, on a Sunday night. And fair to say, yeah. I didn't go to work the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I was crook as. Uh, yeah, no, and that's, that, was, that and, was a good gig. And Porsche thinks you're a bad influence for that reason. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bit stiff. Bit stiff. Um, and one band, oh, do you have any memorable concerts, Jimbo? Oh. You went to Eminem, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I think 2014 went to Eminem. I remember Action Bronson, the biggest, fattest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life, walks out, or sweats out, coming out there with the biggest blunt I've ever seen. He's fucking hammering it. And then you go, he gets his breath back every time he sings. But apart from that, yeah, Eminem was mad, but... Like, I haven't really been to too many after that. Been to a couple of festivals. Yeah, like yeah. I went to New New Year's. Um, on the Hill. New Year's on the Hill and Beyond the Valley last year. Obviously great scene like Rufus and a couple of, um, yeah, couple you, of dance sets. You like and your, that. Dance, your dance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, yeah, probably Eminem be the, be the better one I've been to. Yeah, 100%. Is there a band that you wish you could go back in their prime and see, Jimmy? Yeah. Definitely, I've seen ACDC twice, but I think going back, they used to play at like Kramer's in Preston yeah. back in the day in like late 70s and that. Yeah. Like, I was saying to Jimmy, like, they play at like the Wayne Grata yeah. like, and like Country Women's Association Hall. Yeah, and like schools, schools like high yeah. schools. Yeah. And like, I think that would have been unreal. Like, I know my old man went to like a couple back in the day. Yeah, the great and, Paul um, Skoda McInerney, <laughs> big Skoda warrior. <laughs> yeah, the big Skoda went to see ACDC a fair bit, so... Uh, even like Aussie Crawl and that used to play at like the Croxton on yeah. like a Monday night yeah. and it was like 50 cents or something ridiculous to get in and you get a feed and a ticket in to see the gig for like yeah it was like it might have been a dollar yeah one of my co-workers who's I think he's in his 60s he grew up in Richmond and he was saying like you'd go see Nick Cave on a Monday night mm. and yep. then the Oils would be playing on a Wednesday night and then he said one night that I think I can't remember, there was like a massive band up top. So say, for example, like Daddy Cooler playing up top. And yep. then Paul Kelly was playing a set underneath with two people in front of him. Yeah. And everyone's like, who's this Paul Kelly bloke? It's funny, like... Bananas. Aussie music scene, like it's so... I think back then it was like, it would have been crazy to be alive in the Royce. 70s and 80s. Like like I said, Jim, I'd give me left nut to go back. Yeah, like it would have been so cool to see some of those bands, like in those small settings as well. And oh, like, 100%. Real intimate. Yeah. I reckon, personally, Led Zeppelin. Yep. Because I reckon you got one of the greatest vocalists of all time, greatest guitar players sure. of all time, greatest drummers of all time. Yep. That would have been pretty mental. Mm. Jimbo? 
Eminem like in Arc the Kelly. 90s maybe R. Kelly maybe <laughs> Primo no, R. Kelly <laughs> Primo <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll stay away from that um, I'd probably go Akadaka too just yeah, cause yeah, yeah. Like, you know. yeah exactly you know. Rock out of Cox yeah out. exactly School of Rock really gave me a sense of direction <laughs> when it came to that so. like appreciation <laughs> new schedule 8.15 to 10 rock history 10 to 11 rock appreciation and theory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unreal. So, as, again, we mentioned in the intro, you're a two-time Iron Man. Yep. Which sure is are. pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Talk um, me through it. Like, why? So, what, mate, yeah, like, what, <laughs> so, what pushed you to run that far uh, and fucking do yeah, everything? So, can you, so, for the listeners don't know, what's the Iron Man distances? Uh, so, in the Iron Man, you swim 3.8 Ks. <laughs> and <laughs> Uh, ride, uh, cycle 180, <laughs> and then run a marathon, 42.1 kilometers. So again, we ask why. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've always had a bit of a, um, I don't know, a, uh, I've always liked hard work, like training wise and like in just in general, like I'm not, not afraid to work hard and, um, a bloke who is a family friend of ours and from our local footy club. Uh, Gino Nardella, he yeah, um, was training to do an Ironman, um, and I'd been playing footy, this was about 2012 or 13, and he was training to do the Melbourne Ironman, and um, he knew that I was like, you know, pretty good runner, and um, you know, into keeping fit, and and stuff like that, and he, um, over when he was training, he, he sort of just got me to, he asked if I could, if he could shadow me, like in running. Just yeah. He so be like a, basically be a bunny. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, yeah. He he wanted to improve his running and um, and then so I started running with him around Edwards Lake, and then oh, one thing a... led to another, and I was then I started riding with him on Beach Road. Oh, the classic and, Beach Road ride. Yeah, the classic in the in the lycra. Yeah. And then um, just uh, I'd always been in the pool swimming, yeah. so not a bad swimmer, and um. So it sounds like you go right at everything. Uh, the bike is tough. Like I wasn't that good on the bike, so helps that your dad owned a bike shop yeah, that, at the time. That helps. <laughs> Get a nice thirty thousand dollar bike. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's how I sort of got into it. He, yeah. I, I just um, started training with Gino, and then I ended up doing a half Ironman, which is obviously half the distance of a full one. Yeah, makes and, sense. Um, quick I went, math. <laughs> quick maths. <laughs> just just divide by two. <laughs> and um, so. I, did that in like a March. I like over summer. I was training for footy and training for that. Yeah. And I did that down in Geelong. That was the first one I did, and then oh, I sort of like went pretty well. Like considering, um, I've never done a triathlon yeah. before, yeah. and then sort of one thing led to another. That was in February, March of two thousand and thirteen, and then a, a year later, I did the Melbourne Ironman, <coughs> the full one. That was yeah. the first one. I was yeah. only twenty three when I did it, and um. Same again, went pretty well, but my body was pretty banged up after it. I went back and tried to play footy and struggled like big time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's sort of how it panned out. And then um, after a few years of sort of not, I went back and back to footy. And and then uh, 2017, I did the Bustledon Ironman WA. Mm-hmm. And so that was my second one. And it was really hot, like, and I struggled big time. Like, mm. it was the hardest thing I've ever done. And you would have been able to prepare yourself training None. here in Melbourne it was like 38 39 degrees that day um, spicy 
Just Jesus. swim was actually cancelled because there was a shark in the water. I was going to say that was one of my... Yeah, so yeah. a shark. So, that's and that's fun. like one of my... Well, the swim's, you know, one of my strengths. So Correct. I was flat like off the bat that um, we weren't able to swim. <clears throat> and then we stood on the beach for like two hours waiting to start your ride. And uh, about 10Ks in, I got a flat on my bike, uh, changed it, and then had another flat about 5Ks uh, down the road. <laughs> and... Um, and then just know, knew the whole day was going to be hard and then just pushed to the finish line. Like my best mate, my family, Ella, obviously, they'd all come over to watch and like I just like got to the finish line because of the support that yeah. I knew was waiting for me. So um, that was, but it was a bloody tough day. Yeah. I've watched a lot of like, because I have a bit of an interest in it because the same sort of thing, like I love the training side of it and obviously it's more of a mental thing than yeah, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And um. Yeah, just like you literally have to prepare for a full year just for how how long do you roughly do it in? Uh, so, yeah, about oh, roughly 10 hours. Like if you break 10 hours, it's supposed to be like a pretty big achievement. Yeah. So you um, were for training for 10 hours of prep, like a 10 hour race and yep. for so many things to go wrong. Yeah. Obviously what happened to you, but. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the training's like the, the race day should be like the reward because mm. like you've trained so hard and sacrificed so much like. There's no, you know, no drinking beers on the weekend when you're leading up to doing an Ironman. Yeah. Like it's just, you have to be dedicated, like, I think, because if you don't, then you're just not going to get to the finish line. So yeah. in the back of your mind, you have to, you know, you have to sacrifice a lot of things. And like, as you said, it is really mental. Like if you just have the the mental drive to want to do it, anyone, like anyone can do it. It's, yeah. it's just all in your head. Yeah. Like, you, you know, people say, oh, I can't. I couldn't do the swim, but otherwise I'd be able to do it. And I'm like, well, then you wouldn't. Like, you just have to have the drive to want to do the swim. Yeah, 100%. So, like, yeah. And my dad's had really close friends that used to do it up in Foster. Yep. And that was basically our family holiday for probably about three or four years. There, we'd go up a big group and watch our dad's friends go. Yep. And you'd go in at like probably three o'clock in the Arvo and watch all the pros come in. Yeah. And then we'd go back at like nine, ten o'clock at night and you'd just see all the amateurs come in. And it was just like the most humbling yeah, it's motivating crazy experience. and like these people are like literally about to pass out yeah so people coming in like with no legs and all these other things as that's one piece of memory that sticks in my head yeah so the guy i was talking about gino he has done seven ironmans <clears throat> and um he did his first one in like pretty sure it was like early 90s in foster yeah and did like he was only like yeah early 20s and he's a fair bit old he's uh late 40s now yeah um, he might have actually just turned 50. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Gino. Shout out Gino. And, uh, he's got half a letter from the Queen coming. <laughs> and uh, no, he's done seven. So, But he had a like, nearly like 20 year break roughly between his first and his second. Yeah. And then he's gone on to do since, yeah, he's done like six since then. That's so crazy. he's, yeah, I think if you do like something like 10, you can qualify for the Hawaiian Ironman. Yeah, Kona. So he wants to get to do he wants to like do 10 or 12 i think might be 12 so, so i can qualify yeah do you have you heard about kona nah, jimbo never. so basically the lot the run and the bike is through volcanic area yep. is that right <laughs> yep yeah yeah that's pretty sick yeah <laughs> i so don't want to do it but it sounds pretty good oh. yeah it's, it's yeah. like super hot and windy it's like the world championships and you have to qualify to go there yeah so. you have to get a certain time yeah so what was your what was your training like during that stage um, cause I yeah. remember you were getting up pretty early and trying to do, cause you were a full-time Sparky at the time, yep. which is blow, like, I blows my mind how 
you've got tradesmen that are doing VFL and stuff. Yeah. They're getting up at like five, six thirty or something. Um, to then go. Yeah. To. It was pretty. That as I said, like the training's the hard part because of the sac- sacrifice and like mm. getting up and it's cold and, um, you know, I was getting up, you know, most days training before and after work and then your weekends were like five or six hours of training like Saturday and Sunday morning. That's hectic. So it, it yeah, it, but it's it's so rewarding as well. Like yeah. the two days that I've, they're probably the most two memorable days maybe of my life. Like yeah. when you cross the line, it's like every it's pretty emotional. Like all that I can hard work. It's like you know you've won a couple of flags. It's probably pretty similar. Like the elation if you was. Oh, like, it's just relief. Yeah, I think that was my biggest feeling. Absolutely, just, you've put in all the hard work, and it just comes down to that one day. Yep. And just have all that pressure and expectation. Yeah. And stress come off. Yeah, it's good. Like you know, it's um, it's yeah, super emotional, and like not only for yourself, for like people around you too, because oh, they're with you. Everyone's like, it's like no different to playing footy. Like you sacrifice your Tuesday and Thursday nights and your all your weekends and mm. all preseason and like your partner and your parents and your, you know, your mates all like everyone around you. It doesn't. It's not just you know you've done the training that, but it's the help you get along the way too that um, makes it special. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I- Tell you what, Jimbo, all this uh, triathlon stuff's making me thirsty. Well, well, as old Jimmy said, he didn't get to have a beer for a while, so I think it's... I think time, it's for time for another coffee? Time to crack another one. Crack another one. Crack another one. So. Oh, yeah. That, oh, nice. That Very nice. I do remember when... Um, so every year at West Preston, we have a function called Live in the Backyard, which is held yep. at the McInerney household, um, which your dad puts on a mad spread, usually gets like a grouse band to come in. Yep. And I do remember there was one year that you were right into your prep and mate you were skin and bones yeah and you had one great northern and you were blind I think yeah yeah I got down to like so when I played footy I was probably like 82 83 kilos usually yeah solid and um further Ironman I got down to like 70 72 yeah so you had a mad tan though yeah I was yeah I was it, it like I looked pretty sick yeah you I did. looked like I had cancer or something yeah, yeah. it would have been pretty cool yeah, yeah. so um but to yeah when you're doing that sort of exercise, like I was eating literally whatever I wanted and just, yeah, um, you just the weight just falls off because of the amount of training you're doing. You're thinking about going back and doing it? You've had a bit of a break for it, from it? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, down the track, like obviously to qualify for the Hawaiian Ironman one day, I think would be, you know, a goal that's quite achievable, but it would also be an amazing experience. Um, yeah, thing yeah. to do. And that's definitely always in the back of my mind that one day I'd love to do that, but um yeah obviously still i still swim and i ride me pushy to work every day and i've been doing a lot of running in isolation so yeah i've got um, a lot of screenshots of you garmin <laughs> just showing me how yeah. shit of a runner i am <laughs> you yeah. dog uh, i think i've run every day for like five weeks straight so running's feeling pretty good so how much running have you done jimbo in the last five weeks <laughs> if any coaches at epping footy club are listening i've done <laughs> plenty of running <laughs> i should just give you my garmin and just take it to the footy club <laughs> Plenty of running, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like we said, all this triathlon talk was making me thirsty. What did you eat and drink after you were done? Did you just crack a mat? Like, were you craving a schooner? Uh, I remember the first one I did, I'd had something ridiculous, like amount of caffeine. Like, it was like the equivalent of like 20 short blacks during, a day. during the race. During the race. Yeah. So, the Jesus. first one I did, I literally couldn't stomach. I had a pure blonde straight after it and then I couldn't like stomach anything like I couldn't drink water like 
nothing. And then I got home and like couldn't sleep because of the amount of um, caffeine I'd had. And my guts were churning though. Yeah. And, um, but I remember like I was hoeing into the ice cream like for days after it. Like, what type of ice cream we're talking? Just the connoisseur, the full tub. Just That's going nuts. You can tell he's a sparky. With the, yeah. <laughs> Mate, I'm getting that black and gold from IGA. <laughs> I don't know. It's called <laughs> fucking the pink, the white, the green. Yeah, the Napolitana. Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just shows my Italian background. Napolitana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so fang the ice so cream. So you were Gucci. Yeah, yeah right. and um, yeah, uh, and then uh, in the, bu- at the after the bus room one, um, we went out for tea after it, and I uh, ended up uh, my best mate, um, the big fella Nick Macy. He'd come over, and um, Ella was there, and her best best friend and her husband so we end up having a few beers that night and yeah hit you pretty quick when you've done 10 hours of exercise so I bet. Um, and look we'd love to get nick mason on the podcast but yeah we wouldn't be able to put a word in i don't think <laughs> no. i think the big fella would talk too much about himself yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, yeah he's the greatest ruckman in the vfl history but fuck me <laughs> yeah. mate but he like, can talk the paint off the wall so he could talk the paint off the wall yeah you have to bring about 10 liters over so he can paint my house once he's done <laughs> um no we, we'll get him on yeah why not He's good value. Yeah. Right in. Even though he talks too much about what? himself. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Macy. Um, shout out. Yeah, shout out. So, obviously, you said that you've got a lot of shit going on in your life at the moment. Yeah. You've just bought a new house. Just bought a new house. That's a two-can walking trip for me, which I'm very excited yeah, about. Yeah, around the corner. Around the yeah, corner, which is good. Yeah, so what have you done so far to the house? Just, uh, yeah, got in there and pulled some walls out. A bit of, pulled the bathroom out. A little bit of work. Yeah. Yep. So. So if you need any been... walls painted, any murals, just let me know. Yeah. Get yeah. The paintbrush and paint out. <laughs> a little bit of a flick of the wrist. Yep. Don't ask me. Furniture yeah. removal for you, Jimbo. Oh, You'll be yeah. able to come and yeah. move your couch for me. Yeah, I know. Lift your couch, <laughs> hey. Yeah. Well, look, the company, if they want to be named, can give us the sponsorship. Yeah. Check has cleared yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, the biggest news is there's going to be a little baby McInerney running around. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, as I said, been pretty busy time considering everything that's going on. Bought and sold a house, and we're expecting a little baby in October. So good time of the year. Yep. Big Mad Just, Dog was born then. Yep. So you know, Jackson's <laughs> a nice name. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been, well, like, a couple of like the uh, topics I've got. Have you got any names you're thinking? Oh, I should have done a top ten baby names. <laughs> oh. Next step. Blokes only. Because <laughs> I was thinking, obviously, you're a, you and I are a bit of surfy vibes. I'm thinking yep. Chad. Yeah. Thinking, um, Chad. I like Rat. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just real surfy, bit of waxhead sort of vibes. Yeah. yeah. No, I like to go with, um, you know, the classics like Kathy. Kathy, Wendy, <laughs> Shaz, Sharon. Surely, if it's a boy, it's Jimmy Mac Jr. Uh, Surely, cool. nah, don't know. Hey, I was gonna react. <laughs> <laughs> you just signed the document. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Jr. Jimmy Jr. Oh, it's Jimmy got a ring June. to it, but who knows? I'm pretty um, sure there's a Jimmy Jr. getting around NASCAR. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they would do. Yeah. Maybe don't. <laughs> I don't think he'll drive. I don't think he'll be driving those cars when he gets older. If you have a son, Commodores, bro. <laughs> Speaking of Commodore, what was your first car? Because mine was a Commodore, the old Rangatang. Oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah, we had. I will tell one story. Me and Jimbo, um, his family goes on a trip to Marimbula every year. Yep. So I got the invite. So me and Jimmy thought, oh, we'll leave um, a week earlier i think it was yeah i think it was about a week yeah, yeah. so we're gonna leave a week earlier and take our time getting there 
So we went to like Lake's entrance, stopped everywhere. Jimmy yeah. had his swag and I slept in the back because it was a wagon. The shagging wagon. <laughs> no no shagging no was shagging. done in the wagon. <laughs> Sweet fucking thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the old shagging wagon made its way. Um, there was a hand-me-down car from the yep. family. So it, it done its time, but it was a grass car. Anyway, so if you set off, it's fair to say it. It did probably a tank every 150 kilometers. Oh, mind oh, you, wow. this did not have aircon. <laughs> That's the other thing we're driving in the middle of summer. Day. So we've got our tops off in the car. So otherwise, we've had nice big sweat marks on our back oh, when we get wow. out. Anyway, so we've got everywhere. Anyway, I loaded up on premium fuel, which I'd never done. Yep. I don't know why I did it. I think I did it by accident. Yeah. So I just filled it up. Anyway, so we're rolling along. Haven't filled it up yet. This is for probably about a week. Anyway, we're getting just into Maroombula. Anyway, the campsite's in a national park outside of Maroombula. Yeah. So we're driving. Anyway, the light comes on for the fuel. And we're thinking, oh, shit. We're I completely out of Maroombula. There's no petrol stations or anything. <laughs> I said to Jimbo, let's just try and find the campsite. And then we'll, if we need, we can get Leave Dave that. and Chantal to get yeah. like, jerry cans up. Anyway, I, my range thing wasn't correct to the yeah, it was myth. not correct at all <laughs> so it went from 100 kilometers down to 50 down to 10 oh no and it's dropping and i'm thinking jimbo i don't think we're gonna make it marimbula is really hilly right yep so Shit. turn the car Fine. off chuck it in neutral i'm riding the hills <laughs> make it? so we got to the one national park drove in rang dave i was like dave we're at the national park where are you mate he's like which national park i'm like oh, oh such and such he's like you got the wrong national park shags <laughs> like on a beach <laughs> just a random beach I know, i've gone here for like 15 years of my life so i'm always asleep when we arrive in there anyway so we end up getting there the orangutan but yeah and then to follow on that First trip to New Zealand, the hill, packed yep. the orangutan, ready to go. I'm driving back from Porsche's house at the time to mine. All of a sudden, all this smoke starts coming out of the, <laughs> oh, no. the gasket had blown. <laughs> I don't think the tank made it to New Zealand, the hill that year. <laughs> After that, she was gone. Oh, the orangutan. I yeah. miss that car. How what was color it? was it? Orange. Orangutan. The orangutan. <laughs> that was a fucking ripper. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, car. and you, Jimbo, you had the Kluger. Still, got, still, the still got the Kluger. I've still got a 2007 Toyota Kluger. Yeah. Um, obviously my first preference because I was a hand-me-down car from the parents. <laughs> but now when I turn it on, it sounds like you're scratching a record, you know, the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I think you should get that checked out. <laughs> <laughs> this kid shit itself the other day when I turned it on. Well, it fucking started running. Every time your mum, we did take that car, your mum did say, don't be afraid to run it off a hill because we'll get a better insurance quote for it. <laughs> Leave the keys in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you? I had a Hyundai Ascent. <laughs> That's a, a little like that, that's it, little no, two door like Hyundai thing. That's oh. mint. Yeah. Funny you say that driving off Carford Cliff. True story. <laughs> we had um Andrew Walker from Carlton play at oh, West yeah. Preston a few years ago. Anyway, we're at a game one day. Will this incriminate him? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's nothing. No, nothing to do about him. Um, so we're all standing around, and he comes over, and he's like, "I've had the roughest night." I was like, "Oh, what happened?" He's like. We're out for dinner with a heap of friends and my phone kept ringing and it was, I'm pretty sure it was either his manager or someone from Carlton and kept ringing and ringing and he wasn't answering because he was at dinner. And anyway, after the fifth or sixth call, finally picks it up and he's like, mate, mate, are you all right? You're all right? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just out for dinner. He's like, oh my God. His car had gotten stolen two weeks before, right? Someone had broken into his house, grabbed the keys and taken off with the car. 
bullshit. The car had ended up over a cliff with the bloke in it, yeah. and they thought it was him because no. of his registration. <laughs> yeah. So, wow. hectic story, huh? Pretty full on. Dude. That's a full on story. Yeah. Broke into his house, yeah. apparently, like, Literally, in the middle of the night. Yeah, when the, keys and... the keys were in his kitchen, so he's yeah. broken into the full-on house. He's got, like, three kids, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Young kids. So, yeah. Taking the kids, going out the garage with his... Full-on. No, no, yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to jump into our Mad Dog's mailbag. Um... <laughs> So, um, <laughs> we've had a couple of listeners, obviously they heard Jimmy Knack was coming on the pod. They sent a few things in, so that's good. Um, Geelong Chicken Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Story? Like a concentration camp for chickens. <laughs> Worked there yesterday with um, uh, Matthew Sleeman, Luke McKenna, Liam McPhee and Michael Sibay. <laughs> and um, <laughs> rocked up there and fire out. It was like oh, nothing I've ever seen before. Um, it looked like it was four shipping containers in the middle of nowhere. It was. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on the outskirts of Geelong. Um, Shout out to the Geelong chicken farm. <laughs> we've gone to do this job for Maddie Sleeman. And um, oh, it was like nothing I've ever seen before. Like, yeah. These little portables, and we we're installing split systems in each one. And oh. like, no joke, that was each portable was like half the size of this room. Like, <laughs> and we're in a three by three bedroom, and that had a shared toilet and but and um shower in it as well. Oh, and the crook. stench from the chickens was like, yeah, it was full on. <laughs> so that's what's to, that's what's should, going into me chickens, <laughs> the chicken nuggets. <laughs> should you wait till they pay you before you tell us? <laughs> It was pretty full on. That's all right. Jimmy's subby. He gets paid cash for four. <laughs> yeah, subbies, yeah. yeah um, so, and start. was there another story, something that happened while you were waiting to get picked up? <laughs> so, yesterday morning, uh, Maddie Sleeman's picking me up at like, he lives around the corner in Hadfield. Good area. Um, <laughs> yeah, a few drug busts. Around, around the corner from you too, Jimbo. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Only the best. That's a good area. Anyway. So it's Anzac Day yesterday, yeah. And um, Maddie said he'd pick me up at six on the dot. So I said, "Yeah, no worries, perfect." So um, I'm out there about ten to six. I'm getting my tools ready, um, you know, pack my lunch. Anyway, what would pack? Uh, oh, Alamance Manzac bickies actually. So they were nice. On your yeah, a couple of bananas, a few nuts, and I put a couple of cans sounds, in for the way home. I was going to say it sounds too healthy. Yeah. <laughs> actually, just quickly, Jimbo, what do you have for smoker usually? Oh, <laughs> this isn't a topic we want. I didn't sign off on this segment. Was it two Kit Kats, a sausage roll, and a big M? Breakfast of champions. What if it's on special at Seven Eleven for the day? <laughs> usually two for six bucks, the meat pie and sausage roll. <laughs> Back to Jimmy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so six o'clock, you're waiting there. Yeah, it's about five to six at this stage, and across it's pitch black. But across the road, there's a big apartment block, and um, this lady walks out, and she's standing there, and then all of a sudden, I hear the last post playing. Like it's obviously of her phone. Like, and I was like, oh shit, it's Anzac Day, and I was like, people are. She's out the front, like yeah. paying her respects. And um, she's standing there. The, the last post post plays out, and then 
it's so it's obviously six o'clock by this stage. Then we've got the minute silence, so we're dead silent. Then it starts again, you know, the end bit when, you know, yeah, the minute silence is over. Da, 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 yep. And then um, that finishes. She turns her phone off and she turns around and she goes, at least someone come out and fucking stood at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yep, good on you. And she walked inside. Maddie Sleeman rolls around the corner about two minutes later and picks me up. I, little did she know I wasn't out there really <laughs> yeah. I was going to work she would have been mortified <laughs> oh so, that's a cracker your yeah. keys wasn't early <laughs> get in the fucking car yeah, it would have been if he rolled up <laughs> if he would have rolled up mid last post she would have lost it oh that's a cracker yeah good story um, I'm actually glad we're going to have this like on record I'll forget about this in a year's time well if you have another experience like you did New Year's Eve and you can't remember what happened bang there you go yeah. the only thing you did remember was he played footy with me oh man because <laughs> you said it about a thousand times you fucking told me every time yeah. I saw it oh so that's shout out to Dave O'Brien <laughs> Shit calves. <laughs> Shit calves. Shit calves. He's good for the waist up. I'll tell you what, that head on him has not changed. I'll tell you what, if someone's face isn't moving, it's his. Oh, yeah. Looks like he's had Botox, but I've seen pictures of him as a baby. He hasn't changed. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of babies, we might chuck um, Jimbo, a picture of Jimbo on the, on the socials. <laughs> um, Manging a couple of uh, pizzas. I'll show, um, I'll show Jimmy while we've got him here. How's that photo? <laughs> Looks like he's at News on the Hill again. <laughs> he's just missing the glitter. <laughs> so um, so we've got so that's it for Mad Dog's mailbag. <laughs> if you want to send any questions in to get either Jacko Jimbo or our future guest in, just uh, chew that fat on Instagram. Um, Can you the, spell that out again for us? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I'm sure all the listeners need to know how to spell. Well, it looks like we're taking the northern suburbs by storm, so it might need to be spelled out. So it's C H E W T H A T F A T. You nice. On Instagram, you did well, man. Thanks. I uh, just passed you twelve. <laughs> so uh, yes, that's it for Ma- uh, Mad Dog's mailbag. And um, the beautiful Ella yep. has um, sent through a couple of things that we should bring up. Um, it was once said that. Uh, a barber had told you you had three haircuts left. <laughs> true story. Bullshit. True story. Bullshit. No, I swear to God. A barber had... Man, imagine a barber. You're a customer. <laughs> Did you pay for the haircut or not? Yeah. He paid. told me, I walked in and I sat down and yeah, he trimmed my hair and he goes, oh, mate, you're going a bit thin on top. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mate, I'm not stupid, I know, but like... <laughs> uh, it's fair to say I didn't go back to that barber <laughs> but you know he didn't do himself any favours did he oh, uh, one star one star that barber um, his favourite drink of all time is a cold pot at the footy club yep correct yep yep served by the great Graham Mills yeah Icy and Cactus there yep Icy and Cactus Icy. Junior Spallers, Juniors yeah junior, they're all legends um, yep one of the best hairstyles of all time. We see Jimbo sporting yeah, it. Yeah, is. I'm, I'm trying to come into it. Pretty jealous. Thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't say you're coming into it. I think you're there. Thanks, mate. I, I just need to define it a bit. No, it is sort, good. Get, get the sides a bit. Yeah, good, once but, isolation's over, you've got to go back to the hairdresser. Exactly. exactly. It's very nice. But, um, Jimbo, you did have a fine mullet yeah, at I did. one stage. Couple, I've had it a couple of times. Couple, couple. So, uh, Actually, I do remember your surf clip. 
Yep. Um, as we mentioned, Jimmy loves a YouTube sesh. Anyway, one night I'm sitting at home. Obviously, Jimmy's had a couple of cans and he's... <laughs> obviously. Like, yeah. He loves sending an old text message out. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Real slurred text messages. <laughs> 10 o'clock, what doing? <laughs> Followed by a video recording of... What's on the TV? Because yeah. he doesn't have Snapchat. No. He doesn't have Instagram anymore. Cause MMS. He used, to, he used to have uh, 30,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, I had to get rid of it. I was getting hammered on Instagram. <laughs> what? I used to have 30k followers Bullshit. on Insta. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> don't say you don't know. What, what, what did you do? <laughs> nah, I didn't no, I didn't. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, that's just me excuse. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've got a, I've, I got a film a little film clip of Let There Be Rock, ACDC, and he's like, Dylan, come over for YouTube. <laughs> so I come over, of course. So he comes over. So I come over, and you just got back from a trip to ba- uh, Bali? No, uh, Sumatra. Sumatra, yep. On a surf trip. man. Yeah, yep. which looked fucking unreal. Yep. Out comes the DVD. <laughs> it's fair to say the hit. Bit of meat on. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of meat on. There's a lot of fast forward to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know him, he's shit. He's old. Oh, no, he was a gun. He was sick. Yep. Nah, 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 this is me. Oh, watch out. Fins out, fins out. <laughs> Hit the lip. Hit the lip. Um, you had the mullet at that stage. Yeah, I did. Which yep. is why I wanted to bring up. But yeah, how was that surf trip? Sick. Yeah, it was pretty un- unbelievable. Be good to be stuck there at the moment. Of all the places you could be stuck. Like, I, it was, I was yeah. listening to another podcast, Ain't That Swell, who yep. everyone should give a listen to. It's fucking sick. Yeah, it's funny. And they had rang up a bloke that was living in Bali. He's from yep. New Zealand. Yep. Do you know his name? Do you remember Ty, his name? Ty Graham, I think his name is. Okay. Yep. Obviously, you're the surfer. Now. I just <laughs> want to be a surfer. Yep. But no, nah, can't. Um, and he was saying, yeah, the locals there probably have never surfed those lineups. Yeah, it's crazy. Without tourists there ever. Yeah. And now they're getting all these sick waves. Yeah, like it's pretty messed up. Even where we went, like there was, you know, like little kids riding like, you know, um, Boards have been snapped, like stuck back together. Like these little groms, like five, six, seven, eight years old. And they're like, yeah, like ripping on these like, like esky leads pretty much. Like they were going That's so good. So sick. And um, yeah, it's, it was pretty crazy. Like this, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. So you had to take a flight to yep. Bali. No, we went from here to, I think it was Singapore, Singapore yep. to Medan and then Medan, a like small little plane, like 10 seater to like this little island in Sumatra and then we got a boat from there to the island we stayed on. How's the single, the 10 plane trip? Yeah. Well, Sketchy? Big, big Paul Mack was not enjoying it <laughs> at all. No, he was not well. He had to have like, he had like a, um, like a, like karma tablet, like a, <laughs> a bit of a, like a oxy or no, yeah, oxy, like a karma uh, dance, like a karma yeah. before he had, before he got on the plane. Cause he, he was like literally like sh- shitting himself. Jimmy O'Brien probably should have taken one of them on our flight back from the States. <laughs> have you heard the story about us coming back? <laughs> no. We'll give the listeners the story. So, <laughs> so me and, me and uh, Jimbo after year 12 went to the States, right? For yeah. our end of year trip on the way back. We went hit like full on turbulence. So the oh, the wow. hostess were yeah, like, it wasn't uh, turbulence. It was fucking hit something. The plane was going down. We, fucking, we were going down, mate. We were going down I'd fast. Say, Jackson will fucking undersell this, but we were fucking gonna die. <laughs> Far the, out. The, um, the hostess chicks were bringing the food out. Yep. And all of a sudden, drops. Yeah. And like Man. they. The host, I've never seen someone fucking leg it so far. They, they let go of the thing, like, let go of the trolley. Really? Obviously pumped the brake on it and then just ran straight Took back off. to the stage. fucking humdang it back to the end of the fucking plane. And I'm like, well, fuck, here's what's going on. And I turn to Jimbo and he's like... Mm. <laughs> it's gone green. <laughs> gone green. Anyway, 
the um, <laughs> we're like going all over the joint. And then Jimbo goes, have you got a pen? I'm like, no, what do you need a pen for? He's like, no, I need a pen. I need to write my last letter. <laughs> <laughs> Jimbo, it's right, chill out. I'm pissing yourself laughing because you're stressed. I'm chilling out. I'm freaking the fuck out, man. We're over the middle of the fucking ocean. Oh. I can't swim that far. It was yeah, all over. You know how the planes had the TV with the, like, where you're on yeah. the thing? Probably but not if it was over land, it'd be chill. Over, over the ocean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, I was sweating so hard, even if I wrote something down, it would have just melted <laughs> away. Poor, poor Jimbo has bad circulation problems as is. So. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sweating thinking about it. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, so after like half an hour, 45 minutes of this stuff, yep. the pilot comes over the thing and says, yeah, look, we've had to drop 2,000 feet and we're thinking, shit, so we're about hitting mountains or something, are we? <laughs> anyway, we'll slow the ocean drop, Anyway, made it home, so that was probably one of the sketchiest yeah. plane rides I've ever had. Yeah, that, that, and honestly, 18 years old too. That's yeah. probably the yeah. only plane ride where I've actually thought, oh, I'm going to fucking we're done die. Here. Like, yeah. It, when it wasn't we were all chill until the hostess fucking legged it yeah and when we saw her leg it that's when I said nah, that's alarm no. bells like, alarm bells were going off like, I was going to write a note saying you know I love you mum dad but the problem but is like, it would have all been sweated yeah, away exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was either going to sweat away or in the ocean it was all bugger <laughs> yeah. on text for her I do have a good story um, if you're talking about Mate, going overseas give the people what they want when you're yeah. um when you're a young fella like he's obviously just finished school so he's a Gone off to America. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, a 19, me, myself, Corey Ray, Sting one up. of my best mates, and um, nicknames going around. And the big fella Nick Meese. We um we take off to Thailand. <laughs> we take off to Thailand. We go to, so we fly from here. We, we, it was like early December, and we flew from here to um, Bangkok. Stayed in Bangkok for a night, or might might have been uh, it was two nights in Bangkok, and then we were going. Our plan was to go. Bangkok two nights, Koh Samui for a couple of nights, and then we'll go on the full moon party in Copenhagen. As you do when you're, you know, a young fella. You've got you gotta go, you gotta go there, you know. So um anyway, uh we, on the way over, I'd been crook for like a good couple of weeks. Like I had this cough and it was like it was shocking. Early was, signs of the coronavirus. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I started it. <laughs> Patient fucking zero. <laughs> so it's this like, is... When I um, coughing on some bats. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2009. And um, so we fly over. I'm pretty crook. Like the first night we're in Bangkok, we have a good night. But the first morning we wake up in Bangkok, I'm like in like so much pain. I've never been in so much pain my entire life. I was so sick. Yeah. And... Um, Stinger will tell you that it's because I drank, I had an, the ice out of the hotel um, yeah, like fridge. Rookie. That's a rookie mistake. Which I did do, but <laughs> I think I, it's a combination of things. But anyway, the next night we're in Bangkok, we have a few beers in the afternoon and then the boys go out and I say, I can't come, like I'm that crook. I went back to the hotel, slept for like 12 hours, woke up in the morning, the boys wake up in the hotel room, they're nowhere to be seen. Yeah. I'm thinking, we've got to get in fights um, Koh Samui in like an hour and a half so I'm ringing them flat out they roll in blind haven't been to bed <laughs> anyway I'm feeling not that great so we jump on the plane we get we make the airport like I don't know how we got there but yeah. we got there in the end we're on the plane to Koh Samui um, Macy's on my left hand side um, and he's like by the time we get on the plane he's fast asleep Corey's on my right hand side he's got the window seat I'm in the middle the plane's about to take off and I said to Corey, 
I think I'll just shoot myself. <laughs> Are, you Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I stand up and I turn to Corey and he just starts laughing. So I get up and like the plane's taken off and then as soon as like the seatbelt sign goes off, I just dash for the toilets. <laughs> it's like a 45 minute plane ride from Bangkok to Kosamui. And I'm like in the toilet from like the word go. Oh, and I'm like trying to clean these shorts. Like they're covered in shit. There's shit under <laughs> my leg. And then we get to, um, we are uh, so about halfway through the flight. The hostess is knocking on the door. You're right in there. Yeah, yeah, no, all good, all good. <laughs> then we, I have to get out of there eventually. So I get back to the seat. Corey is still laughing. And he, <laughs> Macy doesn't know what's happened. He's trying to explain to him what's happened, but he can't get the words out. He's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, is she, is she, is still doesn't know what's happened. And he goes to me, Jimmy, what's wrong? I said, I'll shoot myself. <laughs> So then, he's like, okay, what am I going to do? He's like, just wrap a jumper around your waist so we can get through the airport. We'll work it out. So we get get through the airport. And like, like, I'm thinking to myself, I actually feel pretty good now. I feel, feel better. So we get to Koh Samui. We, we get, get to our hotel, start having a beer. Like, well, well let's get out tonight. We'll get, get out in the town. And um, we get out and like, shit, like, Shit, it's a fan. <laughs> Pardon the pun. I was that crook. I ended up in hospital for two nights. Had like infected bowel, like chronic bronchitis. I like nearly, like I f- honestly thought I was going to die. But um, there's a good story to come out of it. <laughs> so yeah, pretty full on. <laughs> that's, that's one of the best stories I think we've had on the show so far. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, like my mum was going to like fly over to come and like... Take care to, of you. Yeah, because I was in this Thai hospital... And like, oh, uh, the other story is like, I wake up the first morning in the hospital and um, like they've given me, I don't know what they've given me, but anyway, I'm on like a IV drip and I wake up the first morning and I look down at my arm and from my elbow to my shoulder, the vein where the IV drip is black and I'm like spinning out. I'm like, what is going on here? Eventually, and like, there's no like nurse call or anything. Yeah. So eventually like the nurse comes in, this little, you know, Thai nurse and she yeah. goes, I said, what, what the fuck? What's going on here? And she goes, ah, oh, this one infected. <laughs> and she pulls it out of my right arm and sticks it in my left arm, the same needle. And I was like, I'm going to die. This is it. This is it. Yeah, if there's anything to take note of the Balinese hospital system, mate, don't go. Just whatever you just do. Just write it out. Just write it out. As, <laughs> You've got a better chance on your own. <laughs> As one of our good friends, Nick Murphy, says, the only cure to Bali Bali is just to keep drinking. Yeah. Just keep drinking and you'll finally get through. I can't believe you ate the ice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We're having Jim Beam and Coke and I... I oh. Oh. Boys, boys, it'll be all right. It's out of the hotel. <laughs> they didn't drink it, but yeah. Anyway, good story. That's a grass story. That's a fucking hilarious yeah. story. You yeah. learn when you're young. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah we've had some good stories um, for our trip to USA. We had a pretty cooked one. We're in a hostel in Philadelphia, I think it was. It was Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So first night we stayed there. Yeah, Jimbo first... remembers it well. <laughs> well, the funny thing was he was asleep. He was asleep, but he rocked me. What? Oh. There's, there's, if there's anything, there's two fucked up stories from our USA trip. Yeah. So story one, we're in 
Philadelphia. The other one happened in Washington. Mm. So mm. the Philadelphia story. Anyway, we're in a um, hostel. There's probably about 25 blokes in this hostel, all bunk beds. Mm. Me and Jimbo have got two bunk beds top next to each other, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we're sitting there. I'm sort of asleep, but I could hear it sounded like rain. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, it sounded like really, really loud. So I'm thinking, what the fuck? So I sort of get up and look, and there's like, one of the curtains wasn't fully shut, so there's a bit of light shining through. And there's this bloke standing over this guy, and he's pissing on his suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> so this poor Asian bloke's like fast asleep. <laughs> And I'm like sitting in my bed, like looking at this guy, literally pissing on someone's suitcase right next to him. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Meanwhile, we've just dropped Davo off at the airport, like a stop back. So me and Jimbo are by ourselves, 18 and 17 years 17 old, years. on the other <laughs> side of the world. And we're thinking, what the fuck have we got ourselves into? Anyway, so I'm thinking, like, what the fuck? Hopefully he's like sleepwalking. He was sleepwalking. Yeah. So he must oh, have been pissed as a parrot or something. Oh, I have no idea. Anyway... He definitely was sleepwalking because then what happened, he started trying to get into other people's beds and I'm like watching all this unfold and no one else is awake because I'm like standing up looking, I'm like, is anyone seen this? Should I yell out or something? And you know they're saying, never wake up a sleepwalking yeah, person. Yeah. So I'm thinking... From Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's gospel. Yes. <laughs> Mate. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, it, you know, they'll go back to bed. See, they're sleepwalking. No. No. See, back to bed. He'll be fine. Just not. I want to wake him up. No. Why would you do such a thing? Well, because it's... Never, ever wake up a sleepwalker. See, that, that's it. We no. can't ever do anything. No, but that hey, stuff's Bible. <laughs> so I'm thinking, what the fuck? Anyway, he must have been on a top bunk. So he knew to go on a, to a top bunk. Yeah. Anyway, so he's going around jumping on bed. And he's like getting onto bed with people. And people are like shitting themselves like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of my bed. Anyway, he ends up coming up to mine and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not having this. So I just went straight fist to the chest and yep. pushed him right off. Obviously woke himself up. And then I'm, he's like, oh, sorry, wrong bunk. I'm like, yeah, mate, wrong bunk, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he goes back to his bed. Anyway, I finally go to sleep, get up and tell Jimbo the next morning. And I'm like, mate, go look at that suitcase over there. <laughs> and it's just a puddle. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Anyway... Just, you think that was probably the worst. We go to Washington, next stop. Anyway, we're in a room of four people at this hostel and it was me, Jimbo, and another Australian bloke and this other guy. Yeah. Right? This is Australian bloke was pretty good. Yeah, he was good. He, he was over there visiting his girlfriend who had a scholarship to play basketball. Yep. And so he was all sweet. Anyway, we, we, when we first rock up, this guy was in his bed just like, looked like he was sleeping, but he had like doing a couple yeah, of right up under his right nose. Right up at his eyes. And he was just like, he just like looks at us when yeah. we walked in. It was weird as fuck. Real like, weird. Real weird. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it. We're in a fucking hostel. We're yeah. paying 30 yeah. bucks a night. We're not yeah. going to fucking... It's weird as it is. Oh. We're, not, we're not going to think much of it. No. Yeah. Anyway, so we drop our bags off, go, take off, we go to a basketball game, do whatever. Anyway, we come back and this Australian guy's here and the guy wasn't there anymore. And he's like, did you notice anything weird with that guy that was there? And I'm like, no, really. It was like a bit weird. We thought we were sleeping and stuff. And he's like, Mate, I had to call the security in. I rock up into the room and he's there jerking off right. <laughs> and he's like, he said to the bloke, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's just still there just jerking off in front of this bloke. Oh my God. And then blows his load everywhere. <laughs> like, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, like, like, everywhere. Oh, oh, no, it's going to be Holy fuck. Like, imagine doing that in front of someone. <laughs> 
So can you imagine this yeah, random bloke in front of another random oh bloke just joking? God. And the guy's like, stop, mate, stop. And this no, is the guy. And me and Jimbo are just like, jaws to the floor. Like, what Because we're fuck? thinking, like, with his blankets all the way up, we're thinking, was he doing that when <laughs> we came in? Like, straight up, I thought, of course he would blow when yeah, seeing you. Like, straight up. I wouldn't blame him. I was like, I was concerned because I took a shower that day, like, after we got there, before we went out to the game and whatnot. And I swear I saw someone trying to look over the shower cubicles. Mm. Not like saying like if they were free, but like having a good stare. Fuck. Like, you know, have a gander. Oh, gee, but don't, you know. You know yeah, so I had to get security to come in and like kick him out. And well, they ended up switching us to another room. But <laughs> so you're nearly like part of some weird... Like, Netflix stocko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington masturbator. <laughs> coming soon. It's coming soon. Chewing the fat. The hostile the homosexual. <laughs> Chewing the fat production. <laughs> Yeah, wow, so, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so I think that pretty much will wrap us up for the second instalment of Chewing the Fat. Can I just say too that, um, I, as I said, I listened to the first potty and, and it was great. But <laughs> Jimbo, I know that you have recently got a partner, a girlfriend, <laughs> and she has not got a mention, and neither is a beautiful Porsche. No, Please. Porsche's got a mention. We had one rule before we started the first episode. <laughs> yeah. We were like, there's one rule. No miso talk. <laughs> My miso did get mentioned. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Can't wait to cop a flogging for that. <laughs> Jimbo's not getting dinner tonight. No. KFC. <laughs> so yeah, so Jimbo, any final words? Nah, just thanks for coming on, Jimmy. That thanks, was, uh, boys. That was good fun. It was I good think, fun. I think the people are going to love you and I think you're going to be a regular. Obviously, yeah. you're two cans away now. Yep. So by the corner. time you cop around, you'll be half pissed, which would be awesome. <laughs> Yep. So nah, um, yeah, so forward to it. Thank you everyone for listening to Chewing the Fat. Um, be sure to get online and give us a follow at Chew That Fat on Instagram. I don't think I need to spell it out again. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you and stay safe. Bye-bye.